welcome to New Life Church Sermons. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to connect more with us, go to newlifesl.church. There is in the Gospel of Luke a chapter, two chapters, chapter 9 and chapter 10, where we see that Jesus is sending first his 12, and then he sends another 70 out. Everybody say he sent them. You know what that means? That's where we get the word apostolic. Sent them. Sent ones. The term apostle means a sent one. One who was sent to a place for the sake of the gospel. And, um, and so we see this apostolic uh, idea taking place. And um, it's all around that commission, great commission that we read about later after Jesus rises again about going into all the world, going. But here he is sending his followers out into towns um, to proclaim the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God is something that's invisible. It's only manifested through people and the operation of God's spirit in a situation. So Jesus said, you're not going to be able to say, oh, there's the kingdom of God, or look, here the kingdom of God is coming. He just simply says the kingdom of God is within you. And the kingdom of God gets in a person when they're filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of the king of the kingdom. Now the kingdom is not something that is limited by national borders. We understand that. The kingdom of God, the kingdom, is something that takes up jurisdiction wherever a person submits to the king and the uh, laws of that kingdom. And since we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about God's way, God's law. Okay? So the kingdom is... God's dominion, and it's God's way of doing things, and the kingdom reflects the king. So the kingdom of God reflects the nature of God. That's why uh, this kingdom, you find peace and joy and love. Those things come from God. That's part of the nature of God. You find healing, deliverance, overcoming, triumph. Purity, holiness, those are all aspects of the kingdom of God because the kingdom is under the dominion of the king who is God. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's the kingdom. So it's invisible. You you can't, oh, look, here comes joy. No, joy is only manifested when it is in a person's life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, The peace of God that passes all understanding. The king of kings is also the prince of peace. And so those invisible things that are part of the nature of the invisible God 
when they are at work in a person's life, they become visible. And then, by default, we see, hey, it's the kingdom of God. Us gathering here tonight is part of the kingdom of God. Um, <clears throat> and so, the kingdom of God is mobile. We understand these things. However, there is something I want uh, to just remind us of here for a moment. As Jesus sends out his followers, um, and in, in Luke 10, it says here that he appointed another 70 and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he would end up going. So wherever Jesus was going, he sent two by two of this 70 to a city before his face that he was going. So Jesus is on the way, but he sent some people out into a city to prepare the place for his visitation. And so what were they to do? They were to go and they were to prepare that city for when Jesus showed up, for that city to receive from Jesus what they needed. And so they would go and they would heal the sick. They would cast out devils. They would preach the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. And whoever received them, they were to pronounce peace on them. That is, uh, that is a, 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 it's a prosperity of sorts, but it's not referring, uh, you know, to, to what we, uh, when we think of prosperity in North America, we're just thinking of, you know, you know, $6 billion in the bank account. We're talking about prosperity in mind, peace, joy, uh, a rest, a quiet calm of, of contentment. That's all aspects of the kingdom of God. And so when Jesus sent them out into a city, the city was to be impacted by the kingdom of God that showed up when Jesus' followers showed up. And so it was supposed to interfere with the current culture of that city. Things were supposed to get disturbed because a new kingdom was here. Does that make sense? So it wasn't supposed to you know, sneak attack and go in under the radar. There was supposed to be something that shook the city of sorts. It changed lives. And so they go out and they do this. And um, Jesus said, whoever uh, receives you, pronounce peace on them. Whoever does not receive you, go out your ways the same way you came and shake off even the very dust of the city against them. And so that's what they did. Now, uh, they, they come back, and the 70 return with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now here, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Everybody say all the power. All the power. Jesus gave his followers power over all the power of the enemy. And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now there's some aspects to this. Um... Before we get into that, we read verse 21. It says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit, which how I've uh, read that and, and studied out. Jesus had a, had a praise break, literally. 
Jesus jumps up and down celebrating, spinning in a circle for a moment like, well, I'll demonstrate for you since it's Wednesday night and everyone's been working hard. Jesus, you know, in that same hour, he's like, thank you, Father, that they understand who they are through me. Jesus did that. Jesus uh, gave undignified praise. I mean, my God, Jesus did that. And he says, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast, uh, you've hid these things from the wise and the prudent. Now, now, what was hidden? The, the, The power of the kingdom of God. It was hidden from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. This, it's this simple faith, this, uh, you know, it's not trying to, it kind of ties in with what we talked about last week and what we'll finish up in the next couple of weeks. It's not intellect. It's not knowledge of good and evil. It's just this simple idea. God is on our side and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Anybody believe that tonight? Nothing shall by any means hurt us. Doesn't mean we're not going to go through stuff, but when we come through it, we shall come forth tried as pure gold. I'm going to get through it, and when I come through it, I'm going to be better than how I went in. I'm going to overcome. And so uh, all of this, this is this idea, but uh, this, this is the point. Jesus says, I give unto you power, which... That word power in verse 19 is not just something that we're considering, you know, just, you know, might power of sorts. But it, it's, it's really more of this kingdom aspect, which is um, authority. One word is privilege. Freedom. Liberty, right, strength, right, right, like this. The people of God have the right to be over the power of the enemy. It's your right as a child of God. It's your authority. You know, we in America, we want our rights. What about the rights of the kingdom of God? It's my right to overcome Every power of the enemy. Doesn't matter what comes against me, it's my right to be over it. So we see that a delegated influence. Jesus delegates his authority to his people, and so it's not their own authority, but it's the authority they've given by Jesus, and it's their right to exercise it, use it, and live at that level. And, and, but here's the deal. Uh, are we aware of our rights? And so being aware of our rights, it starts in here, the battle in the mind. And so uh, this authority, this right, this delegated influence, strength, power, liberty, jurisdiction that Jesus gave to his followers, he says, I give you this power to tread. Okay, now we... We've heard this in, 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 um, in, in brief, you know, maybe when the sermon was getting real crazy and everyone was excited. And I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. 
excellence. We, we, we focus on the power and we focus on the serpents and scorpions. But here's the deal. I, I want to focus on the word tread. Because that word tread is not insinuating a one-time thing or one event. So we, we talk about tread and we're like, tonight we're going to stomp on the devil's head. You know, um, and, and that's great in those moments because every battle or every war has a battle that decided the, the outcome. It's where momentum changed. So that happens. But Jesus in this moment was not saying, I'll give you power to uh, tread one night only on serpents and scorpions. It's here's your power and it's yours until the kingdom of God comes to earth. So, so this is what it is. Uh, the devils aren't going away, okay, and the, the enemy isn't going anywhere yet because the bottomless pit uh, he has not been cast into yet, so he's still out there, and uh, um, all of the forces of darkness are still out there, and the Bible describes uh, evil spirits in different ways, jackals, owls, hyenas, serpents, scorpions, you know, all the animals we don't really like in the animal kingdom are all uh, in, in, in uh, scriptural um, allegory and metaphors. It's all likened unto that. So Jesus says serpents and scorpions here. All the cunning, subtle, deceptive works of the enemy as well as the poisonous things that can sting you and take you out. And he says, I give you power to tread over all of it. What is treading like? Well, this word treading is not a one-night thing. It's not a one-event thing. It's not something you do at camp meeting and then the rest of the year just try to survive. It's not something we do only on Sunday. This treading is this. I know it's real simple. It's Wednesday night. I don't think we have any visitors, so I'm just going to be myself and all fun. It's just walking, see. It's just this is the, this is the treading. Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, serpent tries to raise its ugly head on Wednesday, but I have my shoes shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and I crush Satan under my feet, and I keep walking, and I keep walking, and I keep walking. And maybe one raises its head to where it gets eye level. And so I just lift my head, lift my feet, and I continue to tread. It's a continual thing. It's a way of life. It's a walking that every time I pick my foot up and I put it back on the ground, I'm treading on the enemy all over again. The danger happens is when we stop treading. We stop walking. Now what's in front of me can start to entangle itself in me and it can rise up until it attaches itself to my mind. But once again, scripture gives us everything we need to combat it. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, mindsets that have a stronghold on our life. Jesus gave us the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, but he also gave us the power to tear down strongholds and to cast down imaginations. As it goes down, we can get it back under our feet and keep on walking. Everybody say, keep on walking. We can't stop walking. We've got to keep moving because the kingdom of God is mobile. It is mobile. 
And Jesus says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And instead of listing everything, he uh, says, and over all the power of the enemy. So what about this? I give you power over that. What about this? I give you power over that. What about that? I give you power over that. Because all means all. And so he says, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, don't just rejoice that the devils are, or the spirits are subject to you. Because what did you expect? I delegated my authority to you. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. One way you can look at this is obviously your name written in the Lamb's book of life for salvation purposes. But also in the context of this is look at this. You have heaven's attention. Heaven has record of you. Heaven is on your side. So, yeah, the spirits are subject to you through the power I give you. But don't just, don't get so excited only about that. But understand this. You're a part of something so much bigger than your temporary situation. And you're, you're a part of something that's so much greater than just your local congregation. The same heaven that is for the powerful moves of the Spirit over in Africa is the same heaven that is on our side tonight. So are our names written in heaven? Well, tonight, I would dare say so. Because of this, we've experienced some great things. Uh, there's something shifting. There's something changing. You can feel it. You can sense it. And it feels messy. And it looks like, and I don't even know what's going on, but there's something happening that uh, very quickly you can, when we gather together and we focus our mind on what we're come together to do, there's something that settles in here. And it feels like something is beginning to crack and something is beginning to break and what is that there's a stronghold being torn down and there is an army beginning to rise up to remember I'm allowed to tread on what has been trying to take me out the lies don't belong up here the lies belong down here over all the powers of the enemy but understand something there's nothing more dangerous than an angry serpent. Cobras strike when they're threatened. Snakes will leave you alone until you make them mad. So nobody go out and, you know, we leave those alone in the natural. We can't leave them alone in the spiritual. If there's something trying to mess with uh, your salvation, my salvation, with the purpose of this church and, and trying to stop what God is wanting to do. Uh, we have to take authority over it. Here is the reality of it tonight. Something stirred up. Uh, past couple of weeks, um, different things have taken place. And uh, tonight, there are many different needs that have arose 
or risen, I don't know how you say it, over only the past couple of weeks. Uh, we went for, you know, uh, not much really going on to really, I I'll be honest, ever since March, it it's been one thing after the other. Some things you know about, some things you don't know about. Some of the needs have involved you, some of the needs have not involved you. But it's been one thing after the other. Physical needs, physical ailments, afflictions, situations, uh, uh, resistance, all of it. One thing after the other. And here's the reality of it tonight. We're just going to keep treading. We're just going to keep moving forward. And we're not going to be intimidated when things seem to get scary or when something seems to get stirred up or when several people uh, out of the blue get an abnormal affliction in their body. The timing of it, see, we could look at it and say physical ailment, that just happens in life. I understand that and I would agree. If it didn't happen around the same time that things are starting to get stirred up. I don't want to over-spiritualize everything. There's no need in that, but there is also this understanding that if we are locked into doing what God has called us to do, there's going to be something along the way that seeks to withstand it and going to try to distract and set us off course. Because if we're distracted, we can't tread. We can't keep staying focused. And so over the past week or so, one need after the other has arisen. Needs in the body, needs in the mind, spiritual issues, physical issues. Some we know about as a church and some we don't. doesn't matter. And it's time for us to pray tonight in such a way that we call on the name of the Lord with full faith for him to move in the situations, but also through the posture of our fervent prayer let the enemy know we're not intimidated by your efforts to stop what has been started. Something is shaking. Something is beginning to break. Something is beginning to change. Something is getting ready to be torn down completely. The foundation is already weak and it's about to happen. And so tonight we want to pray for, uh, for Matt. And, and he had a situation today. I know some of you know about it. Uh, how's his vision now? Still at the hospital, but he wasn't able to see earlier, right? Blurry vision, bad migraine. Uh, and, and we have, uh, can we pray for you? Yeah. Sister, Sister Lauren, a, a week or so ago, uh, this, this situation where her face, uh, one side of her face was paralyzed and it's still not resolved and I understand that there's a medical name for it but the timing of the physical situations that are taking place coincide right as things are beginning to take off in what we're going to a deeper dimension and so the troops are not going to get weary and battered we're going to go to God in prayer we got people dealing with mind situations and, and we're going to tear down those strongholds tonight. And whatever it is that God is about to do, we're going to pray tonight that he would do a quick work and finish it off. Because he has already given us the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. So let's stand.